Hey friends, welcome to another weekly episode with me, your host, Verona. Friends, I'm excited for today's episode. I am talking about sugar. Sweet sugars, breads, cakes. We love them. It's almost like every single month, there's a themed month where you can get sugars dedicated to that particular month. So it's no wonder we struggle when it comes to weight loss and weight gain because we're consuming way too much added sugar than our bodies need. Hey friends, welcome to VA Nutrition Coaching, the podcast. You are tuned in for another weekly episode and I am your host Verona and I'm so glad you're here. I'm here to give you mindset focused nutrition, weight loss advice that you can keep off for the long term. It's not about restrictive diets here. It's not about cutting out carbohydrates. It's definitely not about cutting out your favorite foods in order to lose weight that quite frankly as soon as we've lost it we end up regaining and a little bit more. No friends I'm here to give you real talk no nonsense weight loss that you can actually achieve realistically and keep it off. I'm a faith-based woman also keeping it real when it it comes to weight loss and keeping it real when it comes to nutrition helping you do things you can actually sustain for a long term now friends let's get into today's episode now friends this isn't a drastic cut out sugar for 30 days then on day 31 you go back to your old habits and then regain all of the weight that you would lost and then you throw out all of the discipline that you just did for those 30 days now my friends today's episode is going to be a practical give you strategies as to how you can do this if you are somebody who struggles with a sweet tooth and you're struggling to burn fat because my friends I have been addicted to fast food fatty foods and sugary treats as well for over 20 years but when I finally got my breakthrough and this is something the other things that I talk about when I coach clients. So when it comes to sugar, it can actually hurt your health. Sometimes we think that it can't, but it actually can. But before we go into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit of a story. When I was young, you know, when you're that age and you're wondering what you're going to do with your life. When I get older, I'm going to be this. Now, you might have said, I want to be a doctor because I want to help people. I want to be a mechanic because I like to fix cars. You might have had one of those doctor kind of real life changing aspirations to be something like that. But for me, when I was young, I actually had a dream to be a shopkeeper. And when somebody asked me, why do you want to be a shopkeeper? I said, because I like sweets. I remember we used to go on school trips. Have you ever been on those school trips? You might have do them with your children if you've got children now or your grandchildren. They tend to go on trips around half terms and school holidays. That's when we used to go on lots and lots of trips. And when I used to work with children and young people, that's what we used to do. So there was lots of walking involved. There was lots of activities. And I was enjoying the trip. And sometimes I used to think I'd enjoy the trip a little bit more than the children did. But I remember wanting to be a shopkeeper. That was my goal. That was my aspiration. And I was determined. I was going to be a shopkeeper because I like lots of sweets. Now, how many of us know that when we're young and when they're that age, we're very impressionable. And let me just kind of say whatever comes to my mind. But I was determined to be a shopkeeper, not for the money, not because I wanted to help people, but just because I like sweets. I remember when we went on a trip, we went on an, uh, we went on one of those, you know, when you do those exchange student trips. Now, I went over there. So it was a one-way exchange student trip. So I went over there and I stayed in France for a few days. I ended up coming back early because I just hated it. I didn't like being there. I didn't understand the language. Even now I can't really speak any French. Un petit peu français. That's it. That's all I know. And un petit peu, un petit peu, un petit peu français. That's it. There we are. There we are. Petit pois is for peas, garden peas, but that's my nickname that my friend calls me. In France, they had this particular sweet. It's a hard-boiled sweet. Sometimes it came with sherbet in it. And I went to this sweet shop and I was so 
amazed at these sweets. They were on like, they used to hang on like plastic little things. Like they have them now in stores. They have them like at the front of the store. They like a convenient convenience buyers. They have them tagged up and they are aimed at people like you and me. We come into the store and we look at this and we're like, oh yeah, I need one of those. We don't need it. But we're like, I need one of those. And so that's why it's quick, easy, easy, quick and easy, grab and go. So these sweets were like that. They were like on a little reel and you could take them off one by one or eat like five at a time, which is what I would do. But that kind of sweet sugary addiction kind of followed me into my adult life. I don't know if you have it in the States, but over here we used to have penny sweets. So they were sweets that you could have for one pence. Then they went up to two pence. So that might be the same as one cents or two cents. But did you ever have those two cents or one cents sweets? Those little ones, they're individual sweets that you can go into the sweet shop and buy. Now I remember there was this there was this off license, right? Not all of the sweet shops did the did the nice tasting sweets. This is how much, sadly, this is how many how much I ate sweets. Now, when I finished school, I'd go to the off license, so excited. Before I had dinner, you know, before I had dinner, I'd be so excited. I was more excited than I was for my homework, more excited for I was for my schoolwork, more excited than I was to spend time with family. Sweets for me was everything, which is why I ended up being addicted to it for so long. But I went to the off license really, really happy. And they used to do these little white chocolate mice and they used to do the milk chocolate mice. They also used to do white chocolate fish and chips. Now, if you're in the UK, you might actually be remembering this and being like, oh my gosh, Verona, you're giving me a nostalgia moment. I don't mean to be, but these were the ones that I had a lot and they were only one piece. Then they used to have these flying saucers. They had the flying saucers with sherbet in there. Mm, that wasn't for me. They also had dib dab. Dib dab was like, I think it was a lolly that you dipped into a packet, hence the name dib dab. You put that in the sherbet, then you take it out and then put it in, take it out, and then you're designed to eat the sherbet. They had loads of little penny sweets and they were designed to entice you to buy more. Now, obviously, I was a child, I didn't have that much pocket money, but I would spend 50 pence worth of sweets and I would get an amazing amount of sweets in that little white plastic bag that they get in that like little paper bag that they give you. Now, when you go to weddings now, they've kind of brought back that retro kind of sweetie bag or pop corn bag that's the type of thing that you put popcorn or sweets in especially for the children so I used to be hidden in the sweet shop I used to be there just staring at the sweets and years later they did an old type of sweet shop they brought out a few branches over and dotted around the UK and Essex I think it's called ye old sweet shop y-e-o-l-d-e I think sweet shop but there in this sweet shop it is literally designed to take you back to your childhood memories and they have designed retro sweets. And I remember at church, we did a fundraiser for Philippines and we've got a school in the Philippines and we did a quiz to raise money. And I can't, I kid you not, that round, I won that round hands down because what they did, they ended up doing and showing you labels. They printed out labels of well-known brands. So for example, Foster's and you, they probably show the O, the letter O and the blue can and you just kind of had to guess what that was but they did that for chocolates and sweets I'm telling you I won that round hands down and it was almost kind of scary because I was like no this is it this is it I was fighting for that like it was my life depending on that and it was just a good cause some fun and when we finished the round people were like Verona calm down it's all right and I'm like sorry I get a little bit competitive but I'm telling this all of this story to say I started to live out my childhood dream in ways that I didn't expect that I was actually going to start to live out my childhood dream needless to say I had never became a shopkeeper but what I did 
is I became addicted to those sweets in a way that I didn't realize at the time. I thought it was normal for children to get so excited about sweets and to have these exciting ideas and observations and understandings and aspirations to be a sweet shopkeeper when you grow older. Now, I kind of misplaced the understanding of what it means, the kind of career to go into as a child. But when I got to an adult, that that excitement, that didn't leave me. But that, for me, is where the root cause took place, where I became addicted to chocolates and to sweets. And I didn't know that that is the path that was going to happen and caused me to have a 20-year addiction to food and sugary sweets. Now, what about you? Where can you say your pinpoint journey is? Because that's where it happened for me. It happened for me in childhood, but it might not be the same case for you. One of the things I'm going to challenge you to do if you're somebody who wants to be able to stop the addiction to sugar in these five ways in today's episode, I'm going to show you those things. But what I'm encouraging you to do before we even get into those five ways, one of the ways is to identify where that came from. For me, it was very early on as a child and my aspirations to be a shopkeeper because I had such an addiction to sweets at such a young age that followed me into adulthood and later on affected my teeth because I've had about six teeth extracted because I continued to eat too much sugar. Now, praise God that never, never, never developed into type 2 diabetes, but it also caused me to have an an extortionate amount of adipose tissue because as a child I was very slim there are pictures of me that are very slim and then I started to drink fizzy drinks a lot of fizzy drinks that I started to drink and that sugar from there even though they tell you they're low calorie high fructose corn syrup is a nightmare when it comes to our bodies now sometimes you can have it in limited quantities but your cho- your choice needs to be whether I want to have it whether I want to have limited quantities or not And that's a decision that you need to make. So when it comes to eating too much sugar, it can wreak havoc on your health. As I mentioned in my story, I've had about six or eight teeth extracted. They haven't been replaced, but this is one of the effects of eating too much sugar. Is tooth decay, your teeth teeth get rotten and you have to extract them. Let me tell you, the pain is excruciating. Not the extraction because you're either asleep or awake, but the fact where your tooth is so rotten and ridden with sugar or sugary treats and sugary drinks that the food the tooth actually begins to die now it can also it can also develop into other health complications such as type 2 diabetes cancer and research has shown that cancer can be caused by having too many fizzy drinks too many sweets and too much processed foods and that one of the biggest things is it can contribute to the obesity epidemic that is global the uk and the us are the two countries that have the highest record of obesity now other countries that didn't that weren't in the run-ins are starting to catch up slowly and slowly now you will know if you're in the states that there are certain parts of the south there are certain parts of the us that have more obesity rates or have higher obesity rates than others but it's not a comparison it's not a game Obesity is a thing that is killing men, women and children. And this is something that needs to stop. One of the things that can cause it is by eating too much sugar. Now, when it comes to some research, I'm going to give you some US statistics. Now, when it comes to research, they when it comes to Americans, that's where I learned to understand about obesity. And I learned that I was passionate about training other women to lose weight and to keep it off because I used to love programs like My 600 Pound Life. I used to love program that Julia Michaels did. I can't remember the name. There was another one, Chris and Heidi Powell. They did one. I used to love and sit watching them. And I used to get so engrossed in their stories. I would cry for some of the stories because I'm like, what happens to women, children that end up growing like that? And 
and to the point where they feel like so defeated so defeated so helpless that they have to hide their emotions in food and I know you listening you might not be obese but you might be heavily overweight but the same things that addicted me in my past and as a child are some of the addictions and strongholds that you're in today so when it comes to additional sugar the world health organization recommends that we have additional amount of sugars up to five percent and that's that's additional sugar added sugars that we don't get from fruits that are natural so when it comes to one of the statistics at the time that i've seen in research research shows that within the states of america that they eat or you guys will eat up to 92 grams of sugar every day added sugar remember the world health organization recommends five percent you're almost eating i mean almost four times that i don't even know what i can't even do the maths but 5% and then you're eating 92% of added sugar. So basically, if you want to put that in sense of teaspoons, there's another recommended over here. It's recommended for five to six teaspoons per day. Six might be a little bit too much, but recommended five to six teaspoons of added sugar per day. Now, some of us think that the added sugar means you know, literally physically taking a teaspoon of sugar and then putting it in our tea. So that's what we can picture. But that's not what it means, because there are all sorts of sources and condiments that have added sugar content within them. And I know there are low fat or low sugars, but when you're having low fat, they are replacing it to taste as good as the other with extra sugar. And so when you're adding extra sugar and you're adding extra sodium and you're adding other ingredients, you're taking out the fat, yes, but you are still adding something else. So therefore, you're still getting more than your daily recommended allowance of added sugar on a day. So when it comes to that, you might have seen those things where you go, how many sugar is in, how much sugar is in tea, in, in fizzy drinks, how much sugar is in orange juice. Some people might think it's healthy to have orange juice. And then you're realizing you're drinking more sugar than you actually are of orange. And that's the thing that we need to be aware of. When it comes to that, have a look at the recommendation for the added amount of sugar. It's not as much as we're eating and it's not as much as we think that we should. Now, if you're somebody that wants to build health, I would recommend you following the guidelines from the World Health Organization, which recommends at most 5% of your calories to come from additional sugars. You're here today because you want to know how you can reduce your sugar intake. Now, this is not even just to do with weight loss. You can, you can, it can help you lose weight, but it's about overall health as well. So there are five things that I'm going to give you five ways and some of you might not like these these ways but these are ways for you to cut back on your additional sugars that you are taking now the first thing that i'm going to talk about is protein one of the ways that you can curb your sugary treats is by having the king of nutrients which is protein now when it comes to your diet if you've got a diet that is high in additional sugar what that means is two things can happen you can gain weight and you can also increase your appetite. So what that basically means is you're getting off your hormone balance is out of check. So the two hormones that are responsible for telling your body that you're full up, you don't need to eat more food or telling your body that you are hungry, they become out of sync. But if you are constantly having enough protein, enough nutrients, enough minerals, then your communication signals can tell your body, your brain and your gut, they can all work simultaneously together. And then they can be able to communicate, all right, I'm full up now. Even if the protein snack that you're having, is a sweet a protein bar or something like that it can help you feel saturated for longer and help you feel 
fuller. And so one of the things that benefits the protein also does is it research has shown that it can cause cravings to completely or significantly reduce. The second thing that you can do if you're somebody who wants to reduce the amount of sugars that you have is, my friend, making sure you are catching those Zs. Now, you can go to the ABCs of Weight Loss, the podcast, the ABCs of Weight Loss that I've done in season two. Now, scroll down to season two. I've given you a whole episode dedicated to this letter in terms of weight loss. And Z is literally to get more Zs for you or to get more sleep or Zs, wherever you are from. But what this episode does, it tells you the benefits of why sleep helps you lose weight and why sleep, lack of sleep affects your weight loss. The third thing that you can do when it comes to being able to cut out sugary treats is you may not like this one, my friend, but this is something that you need to do if you are trying to reduce the amount of sugary treats, cutting back on those sugary treats. And that includes your beverages, that includes your fizzy drinks, that includes these things. Now, I never said cut out, I said cut him back on sugary treats. Now, when it comes to the UK diet in terms of people who are obese and the US diet that in terms of people are obese and other following up countries, the most places that we get this from is from processed foods, is from our fizzy drinks, is from our energy drinks, is from you know, your pre-workout drinks that contain sugar as well. It comes from tea. I used to have three teaspoons of sugar in my tea. If I ever got served that now, I would spit the tea out and then I would throw that in the sink. There's no way I can drink one cup of tea with three sugars in it. It's just ridiculously sweet. Now, there are other things like cakes and treats that also have added sugars. And the thing is, these things taste amazing. These things taste nice. They're not designed or created to taste horrible. They are created with care, with intricacy and lots of sugar in it, which is why we like it and why we are drawn back to it. Even orange juice, I did mention orange juice and also smoothies. The best way for you to have smoothies, if you're somebody that likes smoothies and I've just released one of my t-shirts, you can get one of the t-shirts online. I will link it to you if you're somebody who's a smoothie fan and you would love a smoothie glass. That is something that I've done recently actually, started to get my creative juices out and I wanted to actually encourage women all over the world and this is just another way for me to be able to encourage women all over the world to focus on healthy eating, even if you never become my client, even if you never work with me and you never get the best opportunity to work with me as your coach, you still get to have this tangible thing where I'm encouraging you to focus on whether it's faith-based, whether it's motivation, whether it's encouraging, whether it's inspiring, the inspiring message to be transformed by changing the way you think is now out in all the world in the podcast, one-to-one nutrition coaching, personal training, mindset coaching, and all of these group coaching programs that we have, Build a Better Gut, and now the t-shirts that I've created. That's been a dream for me to do for years, and I'm starting to do these things, as well as the cookbook. So these are, this is my heart, friends, just to give you the message that God has given me to encourage women from all over the world, because that's who I'm working with at the moment. And if men happen to pick up the book, praise the Lord. Men listen to this podcast too, praise the Lord. So everybody's welcome, but God's called me specifically to work work with women. So those are the ways that I can continue to give you encouragement when it comes to losing weight. Now, cutting back on your sugary treats, drinks, foods, etc. is going to be a challenge if you eat them often and you eat a lot. Now, smoothies was where I was talking about. You can make your smoothies and there's some great recipes and smoothies in the cookbook that you can use. Now, you know, you don't really need a lot of and you don't even need a lot of things in there. But the ones that we buy readily in the shelf are not as healthy as we think they are 
or they're advertised to be. The best thing that you can do is get it in your natural form as you like. But the more that you start to do it at home, the more that you're going to be able to get used to that taste. But if you're trying to cut back on sugary drinks and you want to replace it, you're not looking for a thing that's like for like. It ain't going to taste nice, but if you like the fizz of something, try making your own. Now, if you think of a full fat drink that you like and you just get that, think of how quickly you get an energy boost. And that's what's happening in your blood because of the carbohydrates is being absorbed quick because it's being the calories in it are literally as soon as you get you drink it, it's being absorbed into your bloodstream. Then that's what causes your blood sugar to increase. It's going to take time to adjust to because you're not going to like it. I'm telling you, you're not going to like it if you eat these things. And the fourth tip that you can do also is to cut back on your sugary treats. That includes ice cream, that includes cakes, that includes all of these things. Now, remember, I'm not telling you to cut it out. And I think that's where our message in wrapping up, this is where the message gets caught it out. When you start to follow your favorite fitfluencers and they're telling you, yeah, you can eat anything you like and still lose weight. Have a look at what they look like. When they had to go through the trenches and dig down to lose big, sustainable amounts of fat, you had to get diligent. You had to get serious and you had to do some things that you did not want to do, that you did not like in order for you to get the changes that you actually wanted. Now, they may have personally chosen in their life to still enjoy ice cream, to still enjoy donuts, to still enjoy those things. That's for them. But that that message of flexible dieting, and I teach my it teach it to my clients too, but I'm telling you the same thing I would tell my clients is it is sensationalized. It's become sensationalized in terms of allowing you or giving you an excuse or justification to eat all your favorite foods and still lose weight. But it's not about weight loss. It should never be about a number. It should never be about weight loss. It should be always about a foundation of overall health. And if we keep going and we keep drawing back to the things that made us unhealthy and put weight on in the first place, do we still want them in our life? Think about an annoying ex, an ex that was physically abusive to you, verbally abusive, or just was downright not the right choice for you. You know how he treated you. Would you want them back? Do you willingly want to go back to him or a job that keeps coming back to you and you hated the job? You dreaded waking up in the morning to go to this job or you dreaded waking up in the morning and seeing this particular colleague. This person keeps calling you. They tell you they want you to come back. Do you want to go back? Do you want them back in your life? If you're the woman who's strong enough to say no, because there are some women who are not, I'd encourage you to speak to somebody if that's you. But do you want to get them back in your life? Most of us would be like, you know what? That was just headache. That was just drama. You know that one friend that just sucks the life out of you and it's just like, oh my gosh, all you do is moan and complain. Stop. And they keep messaging you to kind of hang out and stuff. And you're like, do I really want to have that in my life? I'm in a good place now. Now, the answer is no, you don't want to have that back in your life. Now, when you're so confident with conviction to be able to say, well, I don't really want that back in my life. I'm in a good place now. That's the same level of maturity and mindset work that you're doing when it comes to putting these things in your body. Now, I'm not saying don't have this. I'm saying to be aware of it. And I'm saying if you want realistic, sustainable change when it comes to fat loss, you have got to reduce the amount of things that you have. So if you're having donuts and ice cream for breakfast, 
probably not going to be the best way forward and get you the best results if you're trying to sustainably lose fat and keep it off. For those of you accounting, I know I said five and we haven't quite got to number five yet. I was talking so much and I had to record a part two. Lately, I've been recording episodes that are way over 20 minutes. Now, if you prefer the ones that are 20 minutes, you can listen to them or every now and then you can get a longer episode. Let me know. Come and join the community, the Facebook community by typing VA Nutrition Coaching, the podcast community and you'll be able to join us. You'll have to answer the questions first for you to get in. But then once you're in, you're in. This group is just for women only. So we've talked about if you're trying to reduce sugar, there are some changes that you have to do that you don't really want to do that you're not really going to like. But let me reiterate what we've talked about so far. Now we've gone through three or four tips already. I've talked about cutting back on your sugary treats and your sugary drink. Now this might be hard for you if you are somebody who is addicted to sugary and fizzy drinks. Now what I am not saying to you is go into your fridge, open up your garbage bin or your bin, empty out the contents and then put the bottle in the recycle bin. That's not what I'm telling you, especially if you've just bought a six pack or somebody, your husband's come home with another six pack because he knows that you like it. And when I say six pack, I don't mean beer. I'm talking about six pack fizzy drink. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying for you to do those unrealistic methods, quick fixes. And when the personal trainer comes into your house, he's like, what is this? What's all of this? He proceeds to throw everything in a bin. But then in between now and your next session, you go and order how many truckloads of food and then you hide the wrapping paper. I'm not telling you that because that sets you up for failure and then nobody wins here. You continue to repeat the same patterns and be in this stronghold. What I am saying is if you want to really lose some fat and you have quite a lot of sugar in your diet, which is more than the daily recommended amount and mostly every one of us who are eating food who are overweight who are borderline obese who are obese we have a problem with food portion sizes including and it does not restrict and it's definitely not limited to sugary foods because you're all at different places but what I will tell you is when you're taking steps to listen to this podcast when you're taking steps to take notes when you're taking steps to come into communities and areas that are helping you you're taking one step closer to changing remember all of our days are numbered So if we keep delaying and saying Monday, 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 we might never see that Monday that we're trying to change. Change today. Change today. Even if you're scared, even if you don't have it all figured out, change today. Make these decisions as if your life depended on it. Because for some of you, when you have sleep apnea, you actually don't know if that breath that you're going to take is the last breath. Your husband is so panicked next to you, he can't sleep himself you can't sleep. Your sleep is is disturbed because you've got sleep apnea and you've got the contraptions to keep you alive. Now, I can't fix all of the reasons that come from that. And I don't pretend that I can. Those deep reasons, Jesus is the one that can heal you from those things. And also some counseling, like I had to have counseling because I was oblivious. I was oblivious that I was addicted to food because of rejection. The people, and when I say people, I mean parents who were supposed to love me as they are supposed to love a child, didn't. So for me, I didn't try and seek that love out in sexual relationships when I got older, which is a common thing of addiction and rejection. So they tend to go together. Some, as I've mentioned in other podcast episodes, become alcoholics. They become addicted or become addicted to substances and alcohol and some sexual relationships some jobs, some seeking after money, the drive and the thrill. It makes it makes you seem loved. Others is food. Others, it could be a combination of those things. And there's a lot of things to think about. And so sometimes those things can be too overwhelming that we don't want to deal with it. But I'm saying 
if you really want to change, you've got to dig deep and address some things that are uncomfortable and you don't really want to address. I had to do the same thing. And so when it comes to getting help, when it comes to getting help, take a step, take a step by step to get help, but take a step and get the help that you actually need to be able to succeed. Now, this is an episode about cutting back on sugar. And and to be honest, the way that you cut back on sugar is by literally cutting back on the amount of sugars that you eat. And then you're replacing those things with food that are going to be nutrient dense and nutrient rich. And another tip, tip number five that you start to do is by eating whole foods and foods that are full of healthy Girl, I can't wait to catch you in the next episode. But until then, have a good week. Have an amazing week. Have a blessed day, whatever you're doing, wherever you are. Love ya, and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Can't wait to catch you on the next one. But if you found some value in today's episode, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and share it with a friend that also needs to hear this message. Friends, don't forget you can reach out to me over on the gram at VA Nutrition Coaching, which is the same on all other social media platforms. If you don't have social media, you can hit me up on email support at VA Nutrition Coaching. If you want to sign up to work with me, either on the group coaching program or the six month coaching program, all of the information is in the show notes below and how you can sign up there. Can't wait to catch you in the next one, friends.